Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, joining us right now on the radio show, normally with us on Friday, but we got the NCAA tournament on the air on Friday. He'll be with Dick Fane sitting in for me on Wednesday. Our friend, your friend, everybody's friend, Hugh Millen, with us on the radio show. How are you, man? What's, What's up, fellas? Good to be with you. Thanks. Good to have you back on yeah. the show, dude. Let's first of all talk about all these stories being reported. Nothing can become official till Wednesday because, God forbid, something gets done today. We can't say anything. Nothing can become official until the league year starts Wednesday afternoon. But the biggest news of the day, Trey Wingo reporting that Aaron Rodgers is going to go to the Jets. What do you make of that deal, man? Well, be careful what you wish for. I think that could be toxic with his personality, his uh, right-leaning politics, and and, uh, that irascible New York media so uh, if he plays well I think it could all be copacetic but I could see that thing really all not, not just one wheel falling off an axle like all four of them just like in the ditch but you know I, I think it's it's interesting to consider guys when you uh, hear about the compensation that the Packers are going to get and the Jets are going to have to give up and and you know we got 59 million dollar contract Looking at Aaron Rodgers' age, okay, he, he he's got a, a December second birthday. So what I did is I, uh, so so he's thirty nine. You round it to the nearest month. He's thirty nine in nine months. What I did is I took the eight quarterbacks who are in the Hall of Fame now who played within the last twenty five years uh, in this generation, and then I added what I added uh, five more guys that uh, I think are going to be in the Hall of Fame. All right, I'm going to list those guys now. I did it. In terms of like Tom Brady, for example, uh, his last year, I, what I did is, what was your age on June 1st of your very last year? Well, for Tom Brady, he has a uh, uh, an August birthday, and so uh, he was 45 and one month. That's 45.08333. So I, I, did, I broke this down into real uh, granular form. But Jesus. now I'm just going to run the list by... <laughs> Rounding not to the nearest month, but to the year's nearest year. You'll okay. recognize these these Hall of Famers. These are thirteen guys. Yeah. You'll know the eight that are in the Hall of Fame and the and the five that I'm projecting. We to only be have in the ninety Hall of minutes Fame. left in the show, Hugh. By the way, just so you're ranking okay, in no. order. <laughs> well, why do you even ask me to come on? I put a lot come of freaking on, words in this goddamn stop thing. It. All right, no, stop. Go ahead. Come on. Come like, on. Like, okay, if come you want to hear it, like, like I do want to hear it. I got it. better Go. things to do with my time. No, There's don't. thirteen dudes. Do you want to hear their birthdays? Yes, or not? I do. Yes, I do. Tom Brady, forty. This is in order of age. Forty-five. Drew Brees, 42, Warren Moon, 42, Brett Favre, 41, Roethlisberger, 39, Manning, 39, Eli Manning, 30, uh, uh, 39 as well, Philip Rivers, 38, Kurt Warner, 38, John Elway, 38, Dan Marino, 38, Steve Young, 38, Troy Aikman, 34. The average is 39 in nine months. Okay, and uh, that's exactly what Aaron Rodgers. So think about the Jets. They're sitting. If if Aaron Rodgers was on this list, and of course he's going to Hall of Fame, he this year would be ranked fifth on a, on a list of 13. So I get it. They're protecting quarterbacks more than some of the, the quarterbacks I'm, I listed in a different generation. And 
Uh, but but are the are the smoothies getting that much better for these players? Are they that more fit? I mean, I mean, I think that Tom Brady going to forty five has that skewed everybody's idea. Aaron Rodgers, as I said, would be you know Tom Brady's one, then Breeze, and then and then Brett Favre was forty in ten months. That would be fourth. Roethlisberger was thirty nine in six months. Going into his, these are all going into their last years. So Rodgers at thirty nine in nine months would be fifth on that list. And and the Jets are just getting started with him. Like, are they going to give up a number one pick? I mean, I, I I would I would I don't know for what for how long how how long is can Rogers play? So all of those dates and, and uh, they all were Hall of Famers in their very last season starting. And so this is uh, I don't know, man. This is a hell of a geriatric move that the Jets are making. Well, I think the question is when you watched him using your eyes last year, was that a guy? whose production was significantly down from his MVP season the year before because of age progression or because he didn't give a crap about playing for the Green Bay Packers anymore? Well, I think he was disinterested. I think he was kind of worn out his welcome there. Uh, I think the loss of Devontae Adams, I mean, the year before, I thought Devontae Adams was the best receiver in football, 2021. I think maybe that man all went to – to uh, you know Jefferson uh, uh, up in Minnesota or, or what have you know maybe cha- you know maybe maybe one of the two LSU receivers right um, but but let's just say Justin Jefferson kind of grabbed that mantle but Devontae Adams is special I think for Aaron Rodgers he is so he has a, a, such a high level of IQ that he needs receivers that are really um, you know intelligent and uh, instinctive. And what have you, and and it would be like if you had Fred Astaire. They say Fred Astaire is a, a, one of the greatest dancers of all time. I don't know. You can highlight on YouTube, right? Um, uh, but if you just grab some sorority chick and let him dance around with it, that he's not going to be at his best, right? You got to put him with Ginger Rogers, right? You got to put him with somebody who also knows how to dance, so that you get the best out of him. And I think that that applies for for Rogers. Right, it, that he, he, you know, you give him a bunch of dummies out there, and it's just going to be, it's it, it's going to be bad uh, juju. He's going to get frustrated. You got to have guys that are um, nobody's going to be as smart as him and as instinctive as him. But you know, like the Tyler Lockett's of the world. There's you know the 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 um, the Doug Baldwin's of the world. Those guys are have high football IQ. When things are off script, they they seem to go to the right place. They 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 have an ability to get on the same page with quarterbacks. You need that type of guy in my mind, paired with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Hugh Millen with us on the radio show. Jimmy Garoppolo is getting $34 million guaranteed from the Raiders. You saw that. Geno Smith got $40 million guaranteed from the Seahawks. Who deserves more guaranteed money, Geno or Jimmy? <laughs> well, Geno, uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. Uh, Geno had a better year than Jimmy. I, I would say this. I'm on that 33rd team, you know, that think tank, and listen to those guys, and, and, and there's some uh, – there's some consultants that are paid by most, if not all, of the teams that that weigh in on this 33rd team. And I listen to these guys, and they sit there, and and just this last Wednesday, I'm listening to them going, listen, I don't, he's talking to a whole team of general managers, current and former general managers and, and what have you. He says, I don't want you guys wasting money on these teams. You know, yeah. it makes me sad when you do that. And he, and he has this big thing about if it, all he's got all these charts and color coded stuff, and he says if you are signing guys that have an F grade 
on their injury report, you are just asking to waste money. And he's got charts and data from all these years. And again, the NFL pays him for his information. And what he would say is, look, in injured guys, they continue to get injured. They, and, you know, he, he was uh, citing uh, Rashad Penny in, yep. as part of his exam. It's just teams make a ton of mistakes when they expect injured guys. Once they st- start adding up their injuries, they are going to continue to add up the injuries. So I think that 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 probably applies with Garoppolo. Now, listen, the man is 40 and 17 in his career. That's over 70%. That's higher than Russell Wilson's win percentage at Seattle. That's fourth in the NFL over the last five years. And so he's been able to, and until Brock Purdy um, went nuts, you had this incredible disparity between four. For Kyle Shanahan, you had uh, Garoppolo at winning 70%, just a, a you know, scosh over 70%. And then all other quarterbacks not named Jimmy Garoppolo were 23%. Now, again, Purdy kind of blew that one out of the water, but. Uh, Garoppolo has had a remarkable ability to win. So I, if if you want to go over a body of work over five years, then of course Garoppolo. Uh, if you want to, you know, just depends on um, you know how how hot is hot. I mean, right now Gino's hot uh, because his twenty two year was it was hotter than than Garoppolo's. But I, I could make an argument for either. So what does your thirty third team guys chart say about giving huge free agent money to players whose age starts with a three, like the Niners did today? Yeah, that's with another Jamar that's another no no eighty four million dollars and and to a position of not even a position of need. I mean, you talk about the best front sevens in football and forty ers are probably number one and they just paid eighty four million dollars for another one. Yeah, is he a declining player? That's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm asking you. That's eleven sacks you last year. Think of the Seahawks when when they when they kind of hit it there, they they had a little period there where they were getting, first of all, um, Chris Clemens, an ascending player from Oakland, right? Somehow they saw something great in him. Michael Bennett, Cliff Averill still had a, a you know, those guys were in that 26, 27, uh, no later than 20. I think they were 26, 27. They were right in that sweet spot where they were, they had a little bit of experience, but you could still categorize them as an ascending player or at the very least not a declining player. Um, so, so that's one of the things. If you just take the aggregate, now there's there's exceptions, but if you just say, okay, give me a formula. Don't give big money to uh, injured guys, and don't give big money to declining guys. Yeah, well, they gave him forty million guaranteed, and always the devils are in the details. Obviously, or devils in the details. But if they win a title with this guy in the next couple of years, and they're led by their defense, then hey, it's all that's worth what it. the Bills thought with Von Miller. Absolutely, right? Didn't, right? Didn't, and the Bills yeah. made two or three bad decisions, and and they kind of went astray from those rules, and they got bit by it. Yeah, but the Niners have Trey Lance, and the Bills have Josh Allen, so a little bit of a different story. Niners have a much better quarterback. Oh, wait a minute, I'm sorry. Uh, Hugh Millen with us on the radio show. How about Cody Barton, man, taking off for the Commanders? Your thoughts on that, and what you think of the linebacker situation overall here in Seattle? I would think everybody who really analyzes Cody Barton would all arrive at about the exact same uh, uh, conclusion, which is uh, great team guy, uh, great locker room guy, high effort guy, maximizes his his skill set, and and you know he's just kind of a uh, the term I was using last summer is he's a fringe starter uh, in this league. If he's a starter, then he is a, you know he's at the bottom quadrant uh, quintile. Uh, you know he's going to be a, a, a guy that's bordering between. You know he should be a backup. Right. Uh, on most teams, he should be a backup. If you have to start him, he's it's it's because you're under undermanned at that position. And so, uh, very likable guy. Um, but just 
you know, just doesn't have the athleticism to do it. Not physical enough, not agile enough in space, can't cover well enough. And, and, and so I think it was a liability uh, most of the time when he's on the field. There's very few bright spots for him as a football player, but I think we love the kind of the intangibles that he brought. You know, Josh Snyder doesn't like to do the kick the can down the road and restructure contracts very often, but I thought a perfect candidate would be Shelby Harris. Um, and he decided not to do that and instead just released him. Now he could obviously re-sign him, but were you a little bit surprised that that deal wasn't restructured and they just let him go? No, because when you went through the list and you said, okay, um, uh, look at all the guys that are going to be getting raises, the top top six out of eight, uh, you knew you had to to return, and they were getting, you know, that's Quandre Diggs, that's Disley, that's uh, Jamal Adams, that's DK Metcalf, that's, Tyler Lockett, I'm probably forgetting one other guy, yep, but yep. Um, on that list of six out of eight, um, you say, well, either because you want him or because fi- uh, the, the contract just makes it uh, untenable, you, you ha- you're you going to keep those six guys. But then then you looked at, at uh, you know, two guys that were very conspicuous, like, okay, this guy's getting whacked. One was Gabe Jackson and one was Shelby Harris. You just yep. look like... like there, you you got to if if all these other guys the, the six guys that you have to keep are are, are getting a raise totaling forty one point seven million and that's the figure, and, and which you know you say well the salary cap is going up well these guys' contracts are going up, and and at, at a a rate that actually outpaces the salary cap increase. So now t- Russell Wilson comes off the books at twenty six million. Now Gino pops up on the books. So there's there's all this kind of the left hand and the right hand, yada yada yada. But one of the things that was certain along that analysis is that Gabe Jackson and Shelby Harris were no longer going to be Seahawks uh, under those contracts. That that, that was uh, uh, undeniable. Uh, Hugh Millen with us on the radio show. I'm I'm curious to get your thoughts, Huey, on this Lamar Jackson story. I think a lot of people are getting this wrong on what's happening with the rest of the NFL, but I don't want to blow my cover here. You give me your thoughts first on Lamar Jackson signing a non-exclusive franchise tag with Baltimore. Anybody signs him, they can give up two first-round draft picks and have Lamar Jackson. Uh, What's your take on the way that whole thing's going down in Baltimore, man? Well, I've got a few takes. First of all, I think Lamar Jackson is – He's got himself in a situation as his own agent that it's it's really there's pride taking over. You know, part of the the thirty third team is um, oh gosh, uh, Marty Morningweg, who used to coach him in Baltimore, and he yep. kind of you know he, he you know he professes to really like Lamar, but he says, hey, this guy is you know uniquely. I, I don't want to put words in his mouth, um, but uh, essentially saying this guy's a stubborn prideful guy and he he will you do something irrational just because he believes in his ability and he and he believes in in how the the uh, ravens ought to be taking care of him the problem if you're the brass making the decision for the ravens is okay he's he's had some injuries um he plays a style of quarterback that is is less like most not gonna say he's you know he's gonna be worthless after 29 but he's something in between a running back and a traditional quarterback. Can we agree on that as their yep, first statement? Yep, yep. So so his longevity, now you say, well, he's he's just twenty five, just signed to five years and you're still gonna be in that window. But his you know, the injuries, um, the defense is maybe catching up to the to uh to the the um uh, the scheming. I mean, they had Greg Roman. They had did more of those diamond formations, adding two, three tight ends and two extra running backs, and it looked like a you know, a college a college offense or even a high school offense and and yet it was really 
uh, proficient. Hell, he was an MVP in, what, 2019. Um, but the numbers have fallen off, the injuries. And now Greg Roman's gone. They bring in, was it Monkey, the offense coordinator from Georgia? We don't yep. know if he can now play in a traditional offense. I mean, it's just, you know, remember when you were a kid, where it went, you know, that uh, you're like in preschool and they gave you a little chart that said, okay, okay grape. Raspberry, strawberry, sofa. Which one is not like the other, right? And you, and, and of course, as a four year old, you circled the sofa, right? Well, you got a, a guy. You take a list of the of the great, you know, good to great quarterbacks in this uh, in this league. Just pick ten of them, and and Lamar Jackson's going to be on most people's list of ten. And then you say, okay, which one is least like the others? You're going to circle Lamar Jackson. And and so you say, well, what kind of longevity is it going to be a good fit with Monkey and, and all the rest? So it's a it. There's so many situations in that story that are unique. You know, as I said, he he acting on it as his own agent. The offenses, the change in the coordinators. Uh, they can't get a receiver to save their life. No no receiver wants to go play for him because they know that they're not going to be featured the way they would be in others. So so he's he's been kind of saddled with this pedestrian receiving court but they can't go out and get anybody they're gonna have to draft receivers right because because it left to their own accord receivers that sell hell no hell no where's Aaron Rodgers going yeah I'm going to the Jets right you know I mean so uh, right I mean you know I, I understand money talks and all but but you, you've been studying the Ravens yeah he, he hasn't been able to get any top flight receiver to to either come or stay there so so a lot of unique situations going on in Baltimore well speaking of receivers you have accurately so for years said that third wide receiver is a starting position in the 2020s NFL and the Seahawks have either ignored that position or inappropriately drafted for that position poorly drafted that for that position year after year after year is this a year where hey maybe you grab the fifth sixth seventh best wide receiver like Adam Thielen just got just got released bring somebody in that actually knows how to play wide receiver yeah. to complement DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. What do you think about that? How about yeah, DeAndre well, Hopkins? First of all, um, <laughs> yeah, why not? You, you know, I would submit that the 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 proposition, the claim that there's three receivers, the third receiver is a starter. That that's almost bordering on a factual statement because if you look at every team in the league, uh, all of them have uh, a, a third receiver on more than fifty percent of their their snaps, and so it just it just is de facto, right? So. So for Seattle, yeah, uh, that's been a hole in their arsenal. I mean, I think there's three holes in their in their in their uh, on their offense: the center, the right guard, and their third receiver. Now, I think they they could use a more athletic uh, tight end. Uh, I thought Noah Fant was a little bit of a disappointment. Maybe he comes back in his second year as a Seahawk and 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 proves me wrong. But I'm a little bit suspect about the athleticism at the tight end position. But if you said okay. Where am I going to start? I would say center. Then my next position would be right guard, and then my next position would be the third receiver. So I, I agree with you, Dick. Um, they, they've got to tend to that. Whether or not, uh, you know, I, I don't, as you know, I don't study the, you know, the mid round guys or what have you. So I don't, I don't know what would be available. I don't think they're going to use a, you know, a top, uh, one of their top one or two uh, round picks on on a guy uh, unless they're just blown away. Uh, but. But yeah, that they they've got to they got to pick that up. They're really good at the starting receivers. They got to improve that third. Yep. Uh, all right, man. Good stuff. I'll expect a call from you about six thirty. We'll talk then. <laughs> See you later. See Enjoy, you, guys. Guy. All right, Hugh Millen with us on the radio show. The Browns want a premium day two pick and a player, or the Cardinals do. Sorry for DeAndre Hopkins. So why don't you send him pick eighty three and Jamal Adams? How's that?
No. For DeAndre Hopkins right they now. They would never take that. Well, just ask him. I mean, Dick, you can't get anywhere if you don't ask. Okay, but I don't want to pay DeAndre Hopkins what DeAndre Hopkins wants. I'm already paying DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett like $40 million a year. You know, there's a big button on the back of your head that I can just press right here. And are, you, are you serious Send you into that? a tizzy. Why not? Why not? Make a phone call. Let's find out if we get, let's find out if we can get six foot one DeAndre Hopkins and stick him in the slot with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Are you kidding me? Come on, man. Let's go. Let's dream big around I am these guys. Glad parts. you're not our GM. Let's dream big, Dick. <laughs> dream big dick. Dream big dick. All right, we're gonna break. Uh, Mike Benton's gonna join us at six fifteen tonight, talking Kraken right here on 933 KJRFM. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.